Welcome, listeners, to our David Fincher series review on Panic Room. 4,200 square feet, four floors. Hardwood floors throughout, as many as six working fireplaces. Oh, my God, it's huge. Yes, I don't know if you have living help. No, 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 it's just the two of us. Huh. That's strange. What? Is this room smaller than it should be? You're the first person to notice. No one from our office had the slightest idea. It's called a panic room. What? A safe room. Castle keep in medieval times. Ford concrete walls, buried phone line not connected to the house's main line. They have your own ventilation system and a bank of surveillance monitors that covers nearly every corner of the house. What's to keep someone from prying open the door? Steel. Very thick steel. My room. Definitely my room. So Panic Room, released in 2002, directed by David Fincher, of course, his fifth film out of ten. The story is about a divorced woman and her diabetic daughter take refuge in their newly purchased house's safe room when three men break in searching for a missing fortune. Starring Jodie Foster, Kristen Stewart, Forrest Whitaker, Dwight Yoakam and Jared Leto. This was the second time I've seen this film. What about you, Dean? Ah, it's either second, I think second, could be third. So music by Howard Shaw, once again, we spoke about him last week. Uh, He did the Lord of the Rings films. He also did Silence of the Lambs, Seven, and The Departed. Nice. Cinematography by Darius Conji, who had done Seven as well, as well as Midnight in Paris and Uncut Gems, as well as Conrad W. Hall, whose biggest film was probably Panic Room. And I say the two cinematographers because shortly after the start of filming, Darius Conji was fired from the film. Conji said he was fired after a conflict with a crew member that he did not want to name, but David Fincher said he and Conji could not agree on aspects of production. Much of the film was already planned in pre-production, and Conji could not be given flexibility. So Fincher replaced Conji with Conrad Hall Jr., with whom he found a balance. That's one of the many issues on the production of Panic Room. Dean, oh, really? I've done yes. zero research, something new. Uh- Par for the course. Yeah, it's good. I don't even I don't even read the trivia anymore because you just give me all the highlights. So, and you immediately really forget about it. Bad production. That's I bet mm. our uh, dictator Fincher would not have liked that. No, let's keep going with it, shall we? First off, screenwriter David Kopp was inspired by news coverage of two, in 2000 about how safe rooms were becoming prevalent amongst the wealthy living in the urban areas. He sold this script to Sony Pictures for $4 million. I mean, is that good? I don't know how that much... Was a, that was a record at the time. <laughs> this this yes. was the record-holding, <laughs> yes. highest-selling script. You are kidding. No, I'm not. How? It's generic. It is generic. I don't know. This is, It's sold for $4 million. Crazy. Did, I mean, before before it was sold, did they have anyone attached to it? Like, it was like, here, buy this script. We've got Fincher in our back pocket. Not really. That's Fincher wasn't the first one involved here. 
It was actually going to be... Spielberg. You might have heard of him. <laughs> tying it a little bit back to Alien 3, uh, Ridley Scott was briefly connected to the project. They also had Forrest Whitaker, who studied the script because he was going to direct it. He studied the script uh, before declining. Uh, he didn't want to do that. He would prefer to act in it instead. I mean, I have heard of some people doing both, Hendo. Maybe he just wasn't up for it. With this uh, $4 million script, that was a bit too complicated, maybe. I, c- I can't direct and act this $4 million <laughs> script. <laughs> Fincher said he was interested in the script's omniscience and that he was reminded of the specific subjectivity of Rear Window. He also saw Panic Room as a cross between Rear Window and Straw Dogs, though he was concerned that a modern audience would compare Panic Room more to Home Alone than to Rear Window. I mean, at one point, it literally feels like they're trying to parody Home Alone. (laughs) But do you get the Rear Window tones of this film as well? I mean, it's been a while, I'll be honest. I definitely did, especially when they're looking out to the the neighbour across the, the, the... the road or even just in that little courtyard. Out of their rear that window, d- yeah. yeah. I guess that is kind of like rear window. That was a good pickup, Hendo. Well done. <laughs> I wasn't even looking at the rear windows. I got the pipe <laughs> in the panic room. Fincher also sought to lay out the film so audiences could see characters make plans and thus be ahead of them, calling the tense foresight a very cinematic notion. He wanted to track the different characters' agendas and to also keep scenes chronological, so he set up computer-generated motion control shots to move the cameras around the set. Did you pick up on those? On motion-detecting cameras that were moving around the set? Computer-generated motion control shots, like shots where they were going through the walls and the roof. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, what about like that, that, the that, kettle going that through the one-up. kettle yeah, handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Of course. How could you not pick up on that? It was fantastic. I really feel like Fincher plays so much with the camera in this film. He really does. He plans scenes in which parallel scenes could be seen through the Panic Room's video monitors and also intercut between different characters. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, he does work this camera really well in this film. He envisioned Panic Room as a popcorn movie about survival. Fight Club had 400 scenes and 100 locations, so he wanted to simplify the production of Panic Room. He wanted to focus production on a single set and plan the scenes and shots thoroughly before the start of filming. But like I said, despite the preparation, he he had a lot of production difficulties. First off, starting with Nicole Kidman and Hayden Panettiere, Panettiere? The, the girl from Heroes. They were cast originally as Megan Sarah. Oh, okay. Nicole Kidman. Well, dodged a bullet there. Panettiere left the project, quickly replaced by Kristen Stewart. They had started filming with Nicole Kidman for a couple of weeks, but she was actually injured on the set. She had a hairline fracture underneath one of her knee joints. It was actually from an injury when she was filming Moulin Rouge and the fracture was never fully healed. So when Kidman left the project, Fincher continued filming the scenes that did not include her character. But during the same time as Nicole Kidman's departure, the WGA and SAG were threatening to strike over contractual disputes. So Fincher was pressured to recast the role before that took place. Since the film was in early production, Fincher was ready to shut the whole thing down. But the studio wanted to continue the production and find a replacement. Because if the studio had to shut down production permanently, it would have collected about $3 million from insurance. However, if production was shut down and then restarted, it would have cost them about $10 million. So they had to get a real quick replacement for Kidman. Rumored actors they had were Sandra Bullock, Angelina Jolie, Robin Wright. Any of those good? Jolie's pretty good. Robin Wright's good. Anyone but Bullock. (laughs) (laughs) Jodie Foster was actually previously occupied with directing duties for Flora Plum, but uh, Russell Crowe injured himself on the set and he had to leave, leading to that production getting shut down. So she joined Panic Room. She had to step down as head of the awards jury at the 2001 Cannes Film Festival to do it, and she had about a week to prepare for her role before filming resumed. So this is within the first month of filming. That's crazy. I'm so glad it wasn't Nicole Kidman. Five weeks after Jodie Foster began filming Panic Room, she found out she was pregnant. 
Wow, really? Yes. She told Fincher and they decided to continue filming. Fincher didn't want to rush production, so Foster changed her wardrobe from a tank top to a heavy sweater to disguise her pregnancy. I mean, I'm trying to think if it made sense in the film. Why? Refresh my memory. Why did she put the sweater on in the film? Because she's cold. <laughs> I mean, does that fit? Like, you know, you're running around trying to put Macaulay Culkin to shame. Well, I she's don't know. paying homage to Macaulay Culkin in his red sweater in Home Alone. Oh, of course. That makes sense. Yeah. But this was released on the 3rd of May in 2002. The studio planned to release it in February of 2002, but the production couldn't be completed in time. So executives reviewed the dailies of the film opening scene. They didn't like that Jodie Foster was hiding her stomach under a coat and purse in the scene when she's walking down the street. The studio suspended production until after Jodie Foster gave birth, and they rescheduled the film to be released for March 2002. She gave birth in September 2001. She came back to perform some reshoots about a month later, including that opening scene. A month later. Yeah. Wow. Well done, Jodie Foster. Runtime of 112 minutes with two different taglines here. I'm curious which one you think is better. What do you do when your hiding place is their destination? I hope the second one is better. It was supposed to be the safest house in the room. Oh, I like that. Yeah, all right. We'll go with that one then. Sure. What do you like? I feel like the first one's a bit too long. Yeah. The second one has a good play on words that makes you actually stop and think. Hmm. Budget of $48 million. Worldwide grossed $197 million. Big success for Panic Room there. Do you think it's got a lot to do with Fight Club? Oh, definitely. All right, Dean, scores here. Do you think the critics or the audience gave it a better score on Rotten Tomatoes? Going to say critics. You are correct for this one. 75% for the critics and 63% for the audience. Metacritic, give it 65. Letterbox, 3.4. And IMDb currently have this as 6.8 over 252,000 ratings. 6.8. When you start hitting those sixes... That's pretty low. That's that's pretty low. That's Alien 3 levels of low, isn't it? Six point something. We said Alien 3 was actually much higher than we expected. Do you remember? I think, but I still think that uh, it's still in the low sixes. 6.5 Alien 3. Oh, there you go. Not far still off Still the it. lowest fincher. But enough trivia chit-chat, Dean. Let's do our breakdown of Panic Room. Thank you very much, listeners, for checking out this patron preview. Yeah, if you want to check out the whole episode, we've got everything over on at patreon.com slash themoviejourney. And we've got over 70 bonus episodes over there, including film series such as the Die Hard series, X-Men series, Mission Impossible series. We've also gone through some notable film directors such as Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright, and Quentin Tarantino. That's right. There's also tons of benefits over there. Early access to our main show, patron-only polls that we put out on the regular. Exactly. You can also shape the show the way you want it to be by telling us what films you would like us to break down. And Dean said it's spot on patreon.com slash the movie journey. Go ahead and head over there and check out all the rewards and benefits we have to offer. And we thank you once again for checking us out. Thanks, y'all. 